You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Welcome to the Drawing Board Podcast. I know that you are excited to be here, and I am excited to have you here. This is Andre Ebron, the founder and the host of the Drawing Board Nation, the Drawing Board Podcast, Ebron and Associates, and the author of two books, The Drawing Board, and recently published Mind Your Business. So tonight is going to be very different. I'm excited. I get a chance to be on the other side of the questions. Listen, this this is we're breaking we're breaking ground here. Uh, every show following this show, we're going to be doing something new, diversifying your experience and providing you a, a, a quality uh, quality level of engagement. So tonight, our guest, our guest host for tonight, she's going to seem like she she's no stranger to the Drawing Board Nation or the Drawing Board Podcast. You're going to say, it seems like I just heard her last week, and you did. So listen, let me welcome to the show my sister and friend. Put your hands together and receive DeWanda Ricks, or better known as the founder of the D-Wonderful Experience. All right, the show's in your hands. I am at your mercy. (laughs) Well, normally I would say thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast, but I will say thank you for inviting me to be a host on your podcast. This is just a phenomenal opportunity. One, it is giving me the experience of hosting a podcast for when I launch the The Wonderful Experience podcast. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, I want to jump right in by reading your bio. Okay. (laughs) So while many are content with living a life of mediocrity, He's on a mission to transform individuals and organizations from effectiveness to greatness. Called, equipped, and trained to perform transformative work on multiple platforms, Andre Ebron operates under the belief that every human being has the potential within to express a facet of God's personality that the earth has never seen before. Mm, That is powerful right there. As an author, speaker, and entrepreneur, he is charged to help others unearth those seeds of greatness God has planted within them, positioning them to awaken the seeds of purpose in others. After having created and implemented the transformation of school climate and culture within private, charter, and public school districts in several markets, Ebron learned that this was so much more than a career or a job. It is his predestined road to success and purpose fulfillment. Raised by a mother who was a United States Marine and social worker, Coupled with the knowledge he obtained from mentors with pastoral and educational leadership experience, it's no surprise that Ebron bears the heart of a servant leader. Yes, he does. <laughs> His innate ability to edify, exhort, and comfort doesn't just ring true within the four walls of the church in his ministerial role. 
whether he's serving in a social worker role as an educator at a school or as an administrator for a corporate organization. He strategically challenges those around him to level up in business and in life in general. I just want to breathe, take a breather right there and ask Andre, how do you challenge other people? How do you challenge those in the private sector, in the public sector? How do you challenge educators and social workers? Well, uh, being that you've been on the other end of some of my challenges, uh, being especially on the podcast, what I do is I'll leverage your point. And first, I lead by listening. And so Uh, One of the things that I ask God, of course, I don't believe that I cross anybody's path just by happenstance. And uh, my position as it relates to any type of relationship, whether it's professional or personal, is that we're either making each other better or we're making each other worse. One or the other. There's no neutral relationship. And so since I desire and one of my my spiritual giftings is being able to discern what people are gifted at is I just put pressure on the gift. Right. And so whenever I acknowledge the gift that is in a person, most most likely that person has been looking for an avenue to let that gift breathe. And so um, I give all credit to God. He just gives me uh, these thoughts or ideas. And so I listen long enough to hear what their passions are, uh, to hear where how their their passion and their experience may be inextricably linked. And then I put I put a challenge on the gift, you know. I put a challenge on the gift and it it just people say, man, I have been thinking about that. But, you know, now I want to go into that. So I really just rely on uh, what God gives me. Even when I'm leading the podcast, I don't go into it like, oh, what? how am I going to challenge this person? Like literally I go into it organically and I'm listening to the conversation and God will drop an idea and I'll say, hey, here's my challenge for you. And it will it will directly align to something that's already been in their spirit. I love that you said it's a God idea. And that's one of the things that I truly believe in. When it is a God idea and you say something, it will resonate with that person's spirit. And like you said, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the receiving end and you did give me a challenge that did resonate with my spirit. And um, I actually moved on it. And so. Um, I did think about when I was asked to to be a host, you know, what what would I say to Andre? What challenge could I give him? And 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 so I was a moment, you know, quiet for a moment in prayer and, and asking God, you know, um, what challenge could I give Andre that he hasn't already he challenged himself with. All right, I'm ready. I, I am ready. Let's go. And, Let's and, go. and so I, I went to the website, Ebron and Associates, and, and just looked at what it is that you do. And, and it said that um, you help individuals and organizations achieve effectiveness, achieve greater effectiveness um, to greatness. And and so my challenge after, you know, meditation with the Lord, and, and I hope that there's resonate with your spirit, but my yes. challenge is just for you to continue to connect with those people that come on your show and you give them those challenges. And, and I want you to do a 
like a testimonial podcast, bring them back on the show and just talk about what they've done since being on your show. And then whatever that process is, I want you to get engaged in that process to be a part of that process. So not only is it that, hey, I've been on your show and from your show, I've now birthed this business, this um, platform, but now I want Andre Ebron and Associates to actually be a part of that platform. So, for example, um, we've talked about the The Wonderful Experience and how that's a human service organization that is um, designed to help people meet their God-given purpose. And so Mm -hmm. I want you to come on my podcast and just talk about the drawing board and how the drawing board came about. And then not only that, as we develop more into our platform and and we um, just really cover the world, (laughs) right, with our human services, I want Andre Ebron and Associates to be engaged in that process. So what I'm talking about is a collaboration where, yes, you are helping organizations go from effectiveness to greatness, not just because they came on your show and and you talked and and you spoke into their lives, but that you were actually um, fertile in, in their ground. So, do you listen, accept this listen, challenge? Wait, wait a leverage. Listen, can we clap it up? Clap it up. Clap it up. Wait a leverage. Listen, people, if you have never leveraged before, that is what it looks like. All right, that is what it looks like. Listen, not only do I want you to do this, I need you to be involved in the implementation and the development of the process of these things. And listen, I, I welcome that experience. Um, uh, for the, the wonderful experience. And, uh, you know, I, I accept the challenge. Uh, that is something actually one of my uh, my cousins who's been on my podcast. He was telling me, he said, Dre, he said so much happens when people come on the platform. He was like, but what what happens for you after that? He was like, because, you know, he said, I've he said, I've watched it. I've seen people come on and they come on and boom, you know, and it's up from there, up from there. He was like, but. I don't see how that reflects back and how that ends up, you know, I said, man, listen, I, I obey God. And, you know, he said, yeah, Dre. And he's a business guy. So he was telling me how how I could better leverage uh, what God is doing through the drawing board in order not to just uh, grow the business, but to actually create more impact. So I accept the challenge uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. Challenge accepted. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, let me continue reading this phenomenal bio. Okay, okay. So Andre's heartbeat for community development and excellence in action not only led to his nomination for Administrator of the Year from the Detroit Public School Community District, but it yielded him the Legend Award from Cornerstone Christian College Preparatory School, as well as the Educational Leadership Spirit Award from Rose Sigma Foundation. In addition to awards, his work and accolades led him to be featured in multiple forms of media, including the Journal Gazette newspaper, the Herald Republican newspaper, and the Karen Dumas show. On the heels of his debut book, The Drawing Board, 
Ebron used those same principles and pillars to launch the Drawing Board Podcast, which streams live every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, awesome. Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Dewanda, do yes. you know November 3rd will be our 100th episode? No way. Yes. Oh, my goodness. No. What are you yep. doing to celebrate? November 3rd. It will, so actually, we will be inviting our three new get three new hosts to the show. So on on that show, November 3rd, it will be Greg Starks with Starks Reality every second Tuesday. Okay. It'll be Theopolis Smith, Fresh Laundry with uh, he's bringing Fresh Laundry every third Tuesday. It'll be Darius Wiley Richburg McCaskill. He'll be bringing uh, the Viger Group. Every fourth Tuesday, I said Thursday, didn't I? So I mean, every fourth, every second, third, and fourth Tuesday. Tuesday, you'll have Greg with Starks Reality. Uh, that next Tuesday, the third Tuesday, you'll have Fresh Laundry, Theopolis Smith coming on to the yeah. Drawing Board Podcast, and then you'll have Wally Richburg with the Viger Group coming the fourth Tuesday. So we are diversifying, diversifying your experience, challenging you. To examine your life and to reimagine the possibilities. That is awesome. And I think you're doing something, and I don't know if this was intentional, but you're duplicating yourself. And that is phenomenal, phenomenal. So I take it on the first Tuesday, we will see Andre Ebron. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Awesome. I cannot wait to see this November 100th episode. God is truly blessing you. So listen, I want to talk about this book. So you have the sophomore project, The Journey Matters, The Making of a Transformational Leader. Mm. This further encourages empower readers to tap into the leader within that may be lying dormant. Tell us about this experience. So do you know uh, when that when that bio was written, I was working on that book and I have probably about four, four, about four to six chapters written in that book already. And then because I only write when I'm inspired. Right. So I'm not just mulling through the book. I'm not just trying to throw content together. Like I literally have to be inspired and inspired for me means like the, the breath of God is breathing on me and saying this is necessary content. Make sure you get it out. And so I put the journey matters on pause to release mind your business, Mm. self-care strategies and mindfulness practices designed to reduce the negative effects of stress. And that book, Dewanda, came about because COVID-19 hit. We went on quarantine as a dean of climate and culture. I was already facilitating uh, mindfulness exercises for my entire school. So close to 600 people. I was already facilitating mindfulness exercises, um, you know, on a regular. But during this time, I was led every single day from 12 to 1215. I was facilitating a mindfulness exercise that also was rooted in principle in order to focus people on a principle, give them a self-care strategy and also have them participate in a mindfulness exercise that literally reduced the negative effects of stress. People told me, they said, Ebron, I was not sleeping Mm. because of all of the stress. And when I started that mindfulness self-care strategy that you gave, I was able to sleep better at night. 
Uh, there were people who were losing loved ones and participating in the exercise. And they were like, Ebron, you don't know how much that just calmed me down. It brought my anxieties down. And you can tell I love to have fun. I'm high energy. Uh, I know how I know how to bring it low in order to cause us to, you know, I, and so but anything that I do, I wanted to have that joy factor uh, so that we realize that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take it churchy for a second. Uh, that joy is not based on happenings, that the joy of the Lord is our strength yeah. and that uh, we can choose to have joy every single day, even if we're in amidst so many challenges that our joy factor and our joy level doesn't have to fluctuate just because our circumstances do. And so I was bringing the joy. Uh, I was bringing the laughter. Um, and I'm a bit of a comedian when I when I want to be, you know, but um, I really just get a chance in those environments to bring my whole self. And so I released the second book, Mind Your Business, uh, Self-Care Strategies. It's, you only get one you. You're so Where important. Where can we find this book? Where can Listen, we it's on Amazon right now. You can go to Amazon. Yes. Uh, you can go to also my website, uh, thedrawingboardnation.com, and you can order it there as well. First, let me thank everybody who's already purchased their copy. I'd love for you to post your testimonials. Uh, to organizations, institutions, places of faith that are looking for uh, to reduce the, the you can feel the tension rising uh, as we get closer to uh, election day. Uh, you can feel the tension rising as we get ready to approach these holidays mm-hmm. uh, with Thanksgiving and Christmas. And what, what I know is there will be so many tables where people will be missing who were there last year that we have to begin to be prayerful. We have to begin to be mindful. We have to begin to start taking care of ourselves because everything in our life is contingent upon us ensuring that our mental, social, emotional, physical and spiritual health is intact. So that's what this book brings. Uh, When you open it up, Dwanda, you're going to see scripture based It's based on Joshua chapter one, verse eight. You know, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate there day and night to observe and to do all that is written according therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Verse nine assures us that God is with us uh, and that he is the one that has empowered us. So uh, I just want everything that I do uh, will be scripturally based because that's the only thing that has worked in my life. And uh, I can only share what works. Listen, you just preached a whole sermon right there. I want to say you asked to leave testimonials. Where are we leaving these testimonials on on social media, Facebook, Instagram? Are we emailing you? How do we connect yeah, so, with you? So if you want to to leave your testimony on social media, if you're on Instagram, please tag uh, at the drawing board nation or at Andre Ebron or both. Uh, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and comment and tag me, Andre Ebron. If you'd like to email me your testimonial, uh, and I will ask if you email the testimonial prior to me sharing with the public, I'll ask if this is something personal you just want me to know or if it's OK for me to share. Because if there's something personal that you just want me to be prayerful about, if there's something personal that you just want me to keep in confidence, uh, I can do that as well. Um, and I will respect whatever boundaries you set. And then if it's something that you would like for me to share, please just indicate uh, that I can share that with the public and uh, I will do so. 
and email me at info at the drawingboardnation.com. Info at the drawingboardnation.com. Awesome. Thank you. Now, I want to shift gears just a, a bit here and talk about the Drawing Board Experience Conference. Um, I believe yes. it's scheduled for June of 2021. You got it. It's the first Saturday in June, and I believe that's June 5th. Let me check this date to make sure. I believe it's June 5th. June 5th, 2021. It's already out there on the calendar. It's going down in a major way. Uh, the the actual theme for 2020, believe it or not, was the power of vision. Watch this, colon, see your way clear. Mm. So I'll ask you, uh, you know, what are you seeing more clearly now, right? I know you can hear the song in your head. I can see clearly now the rain song. Right. I can see all the obstacles in my way. You said keep your day job. I will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can literally see like part of moving forward is acknowledging and seeing what obstacles exist, what obstacles are in the way, and then making a determination that you're going to overcome them or using wisdom to go around them. Right. Mm -hmm. Or using faith to say to that mountain, be removed. And be thou cast into the sea so you can employ whatever strategy necessary. So my challenge to you in 2021 from day ounce uno, from day one, is take action. Ooh. Now you just take action. <laughs> take action. Like you've dreamed long enough. Take action. You've planned long enough. Take action. You've conversed with your friends long enough. Take action. You've been in pain long enough. Take action. You've worked that job long enough. Take action. You've been in fear way too long. Take action. So 2021, unless you want to take action, listen, please don't tell me your dreams because I'm going to challenge you. That's what I do, DeWanda. If somebody begins to tell me, don't tell me your idea unless you want me to hold you accountable and, and encourage you to take action. So let's talk about that. Let's okay. say you have, you know, a close friend, a family member, and they're constantly sharing with you and, and you are a take action type of person. You're like, let's execute, let's, let's build this plan and let's execute. And so someone comes to you and let's say, I'll just use the holidays, um, you know, Christmas, you know what, Andre, I want to do this and I want to do that. And you're saying, all right, let's do it. Here's what you got to do. You know, get in the word, you know, and then New Year's. Andre, you know, what? I thought about what you said and I want to do it. Now they're still talking. They haven't done anything. And now, you know, it's Mother's Day or Father's Day or the 4th of July. And they're still saying, Andre, I, I want to do this. At what point do you um, change your advice or are you still the encouraging person saying, take action, take action? Well, once I tell you that, once I encourage you to take action, the next question I'm going to ask you between that space and this space is what have you done and how have you moved in the direction of your dreams? Mm -hmm. That's it. So everything else is a follow up okay. because the, the take action is is a declaration, a command. Right. And so it, it, it is a, a, a prophetic unction and push. And if I ask you to take action, know, know that I'm praying for you, too. 
because when you begin to go in the direction of your dreams, there's going to be opposition. Why? And I'm not talking about just a good idea. And I've been there where I've gone and executed some good ideas. It was marginally successful or it was majorly successful, but it still wasn't fulfilling. The things that I'm going to encourage you to take action on are the things that have been in your spirit for such a long time. And when you take action on those goals, those dreams, it manifests God's glory and his intention for your life. So when I say take action, I'm in there with you. I'm praying with you. I'm praying for you. I'm, I, I got scripture where I'm standing even when you don't know that I'm standing. And I'll send messages of encouragement. But from that point, if you keep talking to me and most people who actually who really know me, they don't come back with they don't come back with, with they uh, action <laughs> unless they take an action. Right. Uh, or if you know, when you call me and, and I get this from uh, my pastor and my leaders uh, that have been over me, uh, the chief apostle, Dr. Carolee Dixon. If you call me about something, I'm going to say, let's pray. You know, if, if there's a challenge or an obstacle in the way, our first responsibility is to pray. What does God have to say about this? What does the word of God have to say about this? Because he's already given us every blessing. Uh, uh, he's already given us every blessing in heavenly places. We, he's already gifted us. Uh, his anointing through our relationship with him is already upon us. Uh, our ability to overcome challenges, he's already declared that. So now we just have to take action <laughs> on what he has instructed us to do. And there's somebody listening who's like, you know, and I've been there. Ebron, I, I'm motivated. I'm inspired. I'm ready to, to take action, but I just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I, I've been there too. And what he wants you to do then is he wants you to continue to be faithful in the current assignment because there are some lessons there and some character building that needs to happen before he puts you on a platform for anyone to see. And I would much rather be corrected in private than to be corrected in public. Hey, and so, yeah, listen, right thank God for private correction. Thank <laughs> God for rebuke, rebuke and reproof. Thank God for those thank things. Uh, listen, even when it seems untimely, it is necessary <laughs> uh, because there's going to be a road. There's going to be something down the road that you're going to need to have the, the right type of character in order to not capsize your ship, uh, yeah. to not destroy your opportunities, to not limit your success because of poor character. So tell us more about what we should expect during the drawing board experience of 2021. Oh, listen, it, it's going to be an action-packed event. We're going to have health and wellness professionals there. We're going to have authors there. We're going to have artists there who will talk about arts and culture. We're going to have faith-based professionals. We're going to have preachers, prophets, and apostles. We're going to, listen, it is a lifestyle podcast. It is totally rooted and based upon faith, but every area in your life should be influenced by your faith, your emotions influenced by your faith, your thoughts and ideas influenced by your faith. Uh, faith gives us hope. Faith is the evidence of those things that you're hoping for. Right. right. And so, listen, you're going to see uh, you're going to see people on stage working out just like we did on the last five on the on the last experience. You're going to see people uh, coming to the stage. I'm going to have some spoken word artists who are going to breathe life. Uh, out there. It won't be us, Dewanda, with spirit. It won't be us. I thought but... she was bringing the gang back together. <laughs> hey, we listen. Hey, don't call it a comeback, right? <laughs> no, but 
we are. I checked out the video on Instagram. Right. The, the promo video and it was phenomenal. I got so excited just watching it and cannot wait. And I, I do want to be a part of that experience in June of 2021. Woo, well, listen, it's already it's already a done deal because you we're linked with the, the wonderful experience. <laughs> yes. So it is it is a done deal. And being that Detroit, uh, you're a native of Detroit. This is where you're from. Um, if I can just vision cast for a second, uh, I am looking forward uh, in the years to come having uh, the drawing board experience Atlanta, uh, the drawing board experience Dallas, the drawing board experience L.A., the drawing board experience Orlando, the drawing board experience Cleveland, the drawing board experience New York, the drawing board experience D.C. Like we are getting ready. And my goal is to leverage the local voice. So that when we leave, it will be time for those local people who are operating at high levels, high performance leaders who are not afraid to engage in grassroots efforts. That is that awesome. is what I'm looking to do, because right now there's somebody who's working their craft, developing their passion, getting the technical expertise, impacting lives. And they're in obscurity. And so I would love to give people if you notice what I do on my platform whether you've met, whether you've sold a million units or you are in the planning phases of developing what God is giving you, I want to utilize my platform as a springboard and a foundation that you can operate and flow from. So the drawing board experience is going to be that stage where we take uh, high performing professionals and we put them also in the same space with people who are novice at their craft, because I believe no matter where you are, you still must come back to the drawing board. Listen, I'm watching you and I see your passion and I know your purpose. And um, and I, I believe there's a formula there, you know, passion plus purpose plus faith plus God equals success. And so, you know, I think your verse, Joshua um, one and nine is like perfect. And your energy and just the way you speak and your confidence, it is inspiring. And I feel like someone who comes to you and talks to you about what their hopes and dreams are, can't help but be inspired and go and take action. And and so I just want to continue uh, to pray for you. And I pray that, you know, God continues to lead and direct you and, and keep giving you that discerning spirit and keep sending people to you that you can inspire to go out and just impact the world. I really see your vision and I see how um, just the way that you speak and you bring in the word of God and it does transform people to greatness. So I just commend you for everything that you're doing. Now, the drawing board, how did that come about? Oh, wow. So listen, I know we don't have enough uh, enough time, enough tape, enough <laughs> whatever, but um, in the drawing board came uh, from a drawing board experience in my life. Uh, in 2011, uh, one of the greatest challenging moments of my life uh, where it seemed like my world was crumbling literally around me. Uh, I had been on my own kind of uh, navigating life since I was 17, uh, graduated high school a year early, went straight through college, graduated uh, from Tri-State University, shout out. Um, then I met this beautiful young lady while I was in college who was from Detroit. 
Uh, I was headed to D.C. Yes, I was headed in my mind. I was headed to D.C. with ambitions of attending Howard to get my Juris Doctorate. And uh, the Lord introduced me to uh, this life changing angel who I like to say always is the feminine expression of my masculinity, the apple of my eye, the one that makes uh, all things better in my life, uh, the one that provides sustainable encouragement, support uh, and some redirection. Uh, when I'm ready to just uh, keep moving, like, oh, I'm gone. She's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. You know, so um, to my wife, Shalisa, and uh, I moved here and uh, in 2004. But to 2011, uh, I'm an advocate to my heart. I am an advocate first. And I am a I am a fighter by nature. <laughs> I just am. I'm a fighter by nature. And, and if there's a good fight to be had, um, you know, fighting for justice, diversity, equality, equity, uh, framing it that way. If, so, if there's an injustice to rectify and it comes across my plate, listen, I, I'm ready to to fight until the end. So there were some injustices that had occurred uh, in my workplace. And as you can tell, I'm pretty vocal about it. So I was very vocal, especially when it pertains to uh, you said no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. So I was so vocal uh, that they decided to make me the work life improvement president uh, at my particular place of employment at that time. Um, what we understand about some places of employment is that some people look to position and some people have influence. Yeah. And so. Um, uh, and when 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 the influence sometimes begins to outweigh those in position and that, you know, your voice. St- and I had to learn a lot of things on my end as well, uh, being considerate of how to properly articulate and fight the battle, because I just felt like if it was wrong, I, I called it righteous indignation. I got it. I have to speak up. I must say something. I, I'm representing the underprivileged, the the at what do they call the at risk, those who cannot speak for themselves. Uh, the injury that is sustained by advocacy is worth it because I am going to fight this. This is so this is this is younger, Ebron. And right. I still believe those same things. But my tactics over wisdom. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So my tactics and my strategies uh, have definitely changed, uh, have matured. And so I'm speaking out and uh, they unjustly wanted to take some action against me. And so I appealed it and it went all the way down to the places it needed to go. And there was a lot of money gained uh, for those who I, were fi- who I was fighting for, not for me personally, uh, but for those who I was fighting for. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they quickly and swiftly decided, oh, we got to get this guy out of here. So I tried to resign from that position and I actually did resign from that position. But even though I resigned, I don't know if anybody has ever heard of this, <laughs> but I resigned from a position and they said, even though you resigned, we withhold our right to enact termination. So they they were not satisfied that I resigned from the position. They wanted to terminate me. Uh, from that point, they started to enact some blackball things against me and uh, things that were totally inaccurate, that were false. The accusations that they were leveraging, totally wrong. And uh, having no, watch this, denying because they terminated me, I said, well, I might as well file for unemployment. Well, then they denied my unemployment. Mm. And so now being close to 70 to 75 percent of our household income, uh, we lost everything. Uh, we lost our cars. 
Uh, I had just recently moved my family to Gross Point, uh, Michigan. Uh, we lost our home. Um, we lost everything. So you take this person who's been on his own since 17, really. And now, uh, and I'm thankful for my in-laws. God bless them. Uh, uh, the late Andrew and Stephanie Baker allow my family with their daughter and their grandchildren and their son-in-law, who they love, uh, to move into their home. And uh, that was such a humbling experience. Uh, I began to, uh, no place was hiring me. Um, I could not find a job. Uh, I could not, it, it was just bad. Mm-hmm. And um, everything that we lost in 12 months, I had to go back. Everything that we lost during that time, I had to go t- to the drawing board. I had to work jobs that I felt, quote unquote, was beneath me. I had to do things to provide for my family that literally like broke me down, you know. Um, but what, what, what God can do is he can give you beauty for ashes. Uh, he can give you the oil of joy for mourning. He can give you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And uh, I woke up every single day because uh, I could hear Jeanette, Dr. Jeanette Ebron in my ear saying, listen, you better get up and put on a suit every day like you have to go to a job and go out there and look for a job. And so I was looking for a job. Um, and uh, by way of relationship, um, God opened up a door. Uh, that's how I got into education, DeWanda. Literally, I started substitute teaching. Mm. Uh, I never had any dreams or goals of of getting involved in the educational system, uh, but out of necessity and leveraging my skill set, guess what was birthed? Ebron and Associates was birthed. Me entering into the educational realm. So although they intended it for my harm, God used it for my good. And I think about how God has used me to impact the lives of thousands of children and thousands of families, uh, challenging them to go from level to level and supporting them in the process. Had I not lost that job in 2011, had I not gone through that humiliating experience, had I not gone, and I don't mean humiliating, well, it was humiliating, but mm-hmm. um, had I not gone through that humbling experience and allowing God to repurpose that pain, I can hear Dr. Dixon in my ear saying that you got to make that pain preach, you know, and uh literally leveraging that and uh, allowing God to process my character. Because I'll be honest, DeWanda, there were some things in me that needed to die. And uh, and instead of trying to hold on to those things with my character, I released them to God. Uh, I, I can hear the song, I surrendered all. Somebody listening needs to just surrender. Uh, just let it go. Just I, And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, uh, that's uh, what's that, that's that kids movie, Let It Go. Uh, I can't oh, think frozen. of the kids Frozen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like release that. Let it go. I'll go ahead and be your intermediary, your intercessor to go between you and where God wants to take you and tell you streaming all the way from God's manifestation of his promise for your life to say, let it go. So I know during that process that you really had a strong relationship with God. What was your your attitude, your character like when you got up every day? How how was your demeanor? What was your heart posture as you went forth? You know, it 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 was consistent that I was looking for a job because I was determined to provide for my family. But I'll be honest, it varied, varied sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days I was angry. Uh, some days I was uh, resentful. Uh, some days, excuse how I got to say this, but some days I was mad as hell. 
You know, just, just I just I just want to be honest to all my followers, uh, everybody listening. Oh, like cool. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and play it's like honest. I just yeah. went through like, oh the look. No, I was so upset because I felt like how dare somebody play with my livelihood this way, not considering my family, not considering my wife. Not I was I was angry. Mm-hmm. And uh I had a conversation with one of one of my cousins. Um, and he said, Dre, as long as you are that angry, brother, you will continue to repel the opportunities that God wants to send your way. And so uh, I never forget it, DeWanda. In that same space, uh, I went to church because I was mad. I was so mad. I didn't go to I didn't go to Oakland County for a year. I didn't even drive that direction because I was so I was so I was so mad. DeWanda. I was so upset. And um and all, and I was still in faith. And can you be in faith and angry? Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. you can. But that anger delays the manifestation. <laughs> that anger, because de- God can't bless that. He cannot bless that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that same, in that same space, I went to church uh, because I had gotten stuck. I'll be honest, I had gotten stuck. And uh, I, had, I had forged business relationships and we were doing well. And then one of the partners ran off with all the money. And it was it was just like it seemed like it was one thing after the other after the other and uh, trying to rebuild. And um, pastor uh, got ready to lay hands on me and uh, took a bottle of oil and poured it over my head and laid hands on me and said, you will not get stuck on my watch Mm. and laid hands on me. And that broke it broke everything in me that I had built up. And that's why it's good to be a part of a faith community. That's why it's good to be submitted to a pastor and a leader that's hearing from God and that loves you. That's important. Submit, you know, hearing from God and that loves you. And so pastor prayed for me. Uh, Things began to break, you know, in my life means break free, break open because my heart attitude changed. Uh, I had I, I was known as a fire starter. Let me tell you, if it was something to be fought, I was fighting. If it was something to be said, I was saying it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to learn to shut up, you know, and I, I'm just being real. So somebody who feels like, oh, I got to keep it under. I just have to be real. I have, no, sometimes you have to shut up, you know, and be, and you have to, I'll say it in a, a better, more a way that people can receive it. Hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. All right. That sounded a lot better than shut up, right? <laughs> No, I've heard that before. The spirit of shut up. Sometimes you, yeah, you gotta know, shut up. Sometimes and, you gotta shut up. Yeah. And realize that sometimes uh you're capsizing your own boat. Uh could the possibility it. be that it's your mouth that's creating the damage in your life? That could the possibility it. be what you feel like you're doing in the name of righteousness or for God, uh, that you are the one breaking down your own success? With your mouth, with your words, with your own words. learn to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut your mouth, you know, and allow God to do the leading and the unctioning. And, and I, I had to get the spirit of shut up, you know, <laughs> and, the, and let the Lord because your words are important. So although we're leveraging this and it, and, it, and it sounds very funny, your words are so important and you reap a harvest of the words that you speak. And when you do speak, it is the evidence of the issues because the Bible declares that that out of the heart shall flow, you know, 
Yes. Yeah. And you shall see these issues, Mm -hmm. the issues of your life. Mm -hmm. You want to listen, find somebody's issues. Listen to their speech. Something that keeps showing up over and over again in their speech. That's an issue for them. Yeah. And so. And it's even a study with psychologists that affirmations are powerful. So if you're speaking positive affirmations, those are the words. And that's what you're going to see flow through your life. But if you're constantly saying these negative things, you're really affirming the negative stuff to happen in your life. So positive affirmations are a must. And you can get those right from the Bible. (laughs) Hey, what it says, it says the power of life and death is in the tongue Mm -hmm. and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so the fruit that you're going to eat is going to be based upon what's coming off of your mouth, what's coming out of your heart. Let me say it that way, (laughs) because before it ever comes out of your mouth, it's in your heart. You ever had somebody say something real cruel and mean and they say, Oh, I didn't mean it. Oh yes, you did. You mean it because what came out of your heart, you know, that, that, that word came out of your heart or you ever had somebody say something that, that blesses you so deeply and and it takes them off by surprise that they would be the ones used to say something like that to you. Oh, yeah, that came out of your heart. And if it wasn't out of your heart, then the spirit of prophecy must have fallen on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know. There is a God. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. They looking just as shocked as you. You looking at them, they looking at you like, oh, it, it's got to be God. <laughs> I love the Lord. Well, I tell you, I have really just been blessed as, you know, someone that has just kind of followed you from afar, just praying for you and your family, Um, always praying for Kano's. I love Dr. Carol E. Dixon. She will forever be my international pastor. I love, love, love her. I love that she does listen to God. She hears from God. She obeys God. She walks with God on our behalf. And um, she's such a selfless person and um, always praying for us, um, always calling out our names before God. And, And so I think, and I can't speak for her, but I just think as a, as a leader, it's so um, heartwarming, if you will, to see people that we lead, listen to us and follow us. And and then to see the fruits of their labor based on them taking action, based on the word of God, you know, based on their prayer, their meditation, and just moving forward. And so um, I am really just, it has been a humbling experience for me, I think, to watch your growth. And um, because we can't help but reflect on what our lives are like when we see other people um, just living their best lives. And it's like, Lord, I want to live my best life. You know, what can I do? And um, sometimes he shows us, sometimes he connects us with others who show us, and sometimes it's a combination of both. But he always sends that word and that confirmation. And you are definitely God sent. You are definitely a motivator. You are a transformative leader. And um, before we go, I want to talk about being a servant leader. And what does that mean to you? Uh, so 
you know, at Kano's and really all of my life, um, I'll tell tell a brief story about uh, my mom, Dr. Jeanette Ebron. And I, I promise I'll do this without without getting teary eyed. Uh, but um, my mom was the hands on get involved social worker. Uh, when kids were playing in the street, she would pull the car over and go tell their parents that their child was playing in the street. <laughs> uh, but the example I want to talk about, um, my aunt uh, used to live in the, the, the projects in Fort Wayne uh, called McCormick Park Apartments. And there was a guy walking. Now I'm getting ready to tell a little bit of my age. He had one of those metal gasoline um, canisters that was red with the yellow ring around it. Okay, she like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, and it said on the gasoline, okay? And uh, this young man was crying. And he was crying and crying and crying. And I'm young. And so my mom stops him. So I jump out the car. I don't know what I was getting ready to do. I, I do believe I was tough. I told you I was ready for whatever, right? And my mom says, baby, where are you going with this gasoline? Just crying to where you are. And she, he was literally getting ready to go. He had gotten into a fight and lost. He was literally getting ready to go set another person on fire. And my mother got involved with him, hugged him like a mother would. That that teenage boy cried on her shoulders with his big rock head leaning on her her shoulder, setting down the gasoline. And my mother made sure that young man got home. And so being a servant leader means that you are sensitive to those who are in your environment to figure out, because although their actions may say one thing, what their true genuine need might be, may be something that is unspoken. You can only do this when you're connected to God and in prayer, but seeing what the true need is and answering the true need, because then those things that move onto the surface in behavior, they cease because you have met the real need. A true servant is in touch with Jesus Christ being our, our prime example. He is in touch with not just what meets the current need, but he, as Jehovah Jireh, looks ahead, sees the need and makes the provision. A servant leader is here. Go bring you back to Kano's, Dr. Dixon. A servant leader is available, accountable and responsible. Those three things. And then those servant leaders manifest in these four M's models the way, motivates, mentors and then multiplies. So just to put that together briefly, a servant leader uh, avails their life for the cause and the call for which they have been uh, uh, mandated and or commissioned. Praise God. I love that. As you were talking, it took me back. And I'm like, I remember those, the four M's. Yes, indeed. Wow. Yes, indeed. And so now it's just time to take for us to take action on those, right? And as a servant leader, you have to figure out where you are in that relationship with whoever is following you or whoever you're serving, right? So in some some relationships, people are ready to be to to multiply, right? They're ready to take the mantle. They 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 have received the direction and instruction and they're ready to go. So you can just kind of oversee their their path, you know, and kind of adjust when necessary. And then some people you need you don't even need to necessarily start trying to pour yet into them. You need to just model the way, right? Just allow them to look on you and model, be that example for them. And then some some people you get to to motivate them. All right. You know, it's going to be some, Dewanda, that 
they, they're carrying the heavy load and you're just going to have to continuously motivate them, right? Inspire them, motivate them, motivate them. That's where you are in your relationship with them. You can't challenge their growth yet because they haven't matured to the point to receive the challenge. So you're just motivating them. You're motivating them. And then now you're ready to go into a more intimate relationship where accountability can be had, where you can be called to the carpet. And that's a mentoring relationship where you begin to be transparent about your flaws and your failures so that the person following you can receive of that wisdom and navigate around those potholes, right? And then you're to that point after you go through that relationship, when you look at them, just like when pastor looks at us, there are parts of us that we can say, oh yeah, hand raised, I'm a Carol Dixon baby. We oh yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's what a true servant leadership will do is that you begin to take the parts of you that God has, the wisdom that he flows through you, and you begin to share it until, like the word of God says, that word becomes engrafted as we have been engrafted into the family, that that word is so engrafted in a part of their, their soul, their mind, their will, their emotions, that it begins to impact the quality of their life. Wow, that is phenomenal. Um, I am so excited just to see the continued impact that you will have not only on the city of Detroit, but all of the states and just the world, because I really see this as an international platform. Um, So the last thing I want to ask is you mentioned earlier that you like to lead by listening. Can you explain that? Well, sure. I I got that. got that coined phrase from this dynamic corporate leader and human service, um, you know, professional uh, named DeWanda Ricks. And I was interviewing her last week. You know, I was interviewing her last week. She's launching this human service organization, this nonprofit called The Wonderful Experience. And one of the things that she does, she talks about leading by listening. And so, uh, like I said, language is a locator. Uh, all, you know, being a climate and culture professional, when I help organizations, whether it be a, a faith based institution, whether it be a private charter or public school, whether it be a corporation, what I'm looking for is what language is shaping that culture, because mm-hmm. all culture is ingrained in the language that we use. And so what I'm saying is, OK, I've heard the words you use. Now, what does that mean? A to your informal culture you know, the substratum of the things that are happening. It's really, you know, that's where you're going to really find your nuances and you're going to find your progress in the informal culture, right? Because the law of the land, the law of the land, the black and white of it, uh, everybody has now their interpretation of what that means. And when we begin to norm on common language, when we begin to align our actions by first listening, because whether, if you're a leader, Leadership is a people sport. I know I know that uh, everybody wants to set these goals and smart goals and, you know, these wigs, you know, uh, wild. What is it? Yeah. Wild wigs. A wigs. It's something about some kind of it's part of Stephen Covey. But oh. essentially, it's a big it's a big audacious goal. I can't think of what is. Yeah, I've heard uh, of the smart a, goals. Yeah. So wildly. I don't know. Yeah. Wildly something goal. I can't think of it. Uh, the middle, what the I stands for. Uh, but it's it, or it might be. A, I don't know. Anyway, moving forward um, with these last couple of minutes, literally, it means, Dewanda, that you are prioritizing the people above the profit. 
And when you norm on the people, you get the right team, you model the way, you motivate, you mentor, you multiply, that profit will go through the roof. So being that, that being said, Ebron and Associates is really in 2021 looking to cultivate a team. I'll be honest. I have been doing this thing, uh, not solo dolo, uh, because my wife has been so instrumental in helping me. You know, I have gotten my kids involved. You see the pictures. I see the Listen, pictures. <laughs> hey, if one works, we all work. It's an Ebron thing, you know? That's right. <laughs> and so, um, and those countless supporters, but I'm really looking to expand the team. I'm not looking to bring on uh, employees. I'm looking to partner and to collaborate with other professionals that are dominating their lane so that we as Ebron and Associates can partner with experts and not just bring on employees. That's our model. Uh, so we partner with experts. Uh, we're not bringing on employees. I love it. Leaving your children a legacy. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's, that's why we do this. Yes. Awesome. Well, I thank you for the time that we've had today. I really appreciate it being your guest host. You were a phenomenal interviewee. <laughs> well, thank you very kindly. Can we give it up for Dewanda? Give it up, Drawing Board Nation. Come on, give me some claps in the comments down there. Claps in the comments. All right. Good job, Dewanda. I was I was so glad to be uh, interviewed by you. Uh, we have history. You you know uh, we've we've been thought partners. Uh, and different projects. We've served in ministry together. And, uh, you know, our families, we were a young family uh, in the ministry and uh, just thankful for both you and your husband. Of course, shout out to the baddest pastor in the land, my pastor, your pastor, the world's pastor, the chief apostle, Dr. Carol Lee Dixon. And uh, just uh, just thankful for this space. Like I I have so much gratitude about what God has afforded me the opportunity to do. Like all of this is for his glory. Amen. All of all of this is for his glory. And um, I just believe the word of God, that wealth is a part of the covenant uh, for he has given us power to get wealth. For what purpose? That he might establish his covenant with us as he swore unto the fathers as is this day. So wealth, influence, all of those things is just really so I can show forth the reality and the praise of God in the earth. So that he gets the glory. So he gets the glory. Yeah, I felt like I felt a little William Murphy on me right there. I wanted to sing, but I was like, oh, no, we're not going to we're not going to end the interview. I felt that unction in my spirit. I, I'm a worshiper at heart. But listen, uh, I just want to share with the drawing board nation to want to thank you so much. Um, and like I like I always end the interview with about 10 seconds to go. Um, your future, literally, it's not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. My challenge to you tonight, take action. God bless you. Peace.